Hey, what's up, you sexy bitches? Welcome back to this week's Weekly D, where I have the amazing Yvonne Smink on with me, and we're going to talk about all sorts of different things, including her amazing pole journey and her super unique style. There's one thing that I love about Yvonne is that she can take any movement and make it look interesting, whether it be a climb, a sit, or just looking at the damn pole. She knows how to make it look so cool. So without further ado, this is the Weekly D, because honey, if you ain't getting your D on the daily, you better at least be getting it once on the Weekly. If you're not getting any, if you want some tea, then come and join Dan up on the Weekly D. Welcome everyone and welcome to the lovely Yvonne. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. How are you feeling? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I feel a little bit hot like you too. Like the weather has been really moist here and humid. It's impossible. Even for me, pole dancing right now is just sliding. Right. <laughs> just like holding on sliding, holding on sliding. But for the rest, I'm super good. I hope you're good yeah, too. good, good. It's funny, we've actually had like a bit of an odd summer this year. Like we had kind of like a good beginning. And then just recently we had like really bad weather and today it's like gone really really hot mm. which is the worst day for it because I can't even really open the window because you'll hear the sound on the mic <laughs> so I'm just sat here sweating yeah. in this <laughs> lovely hot room it's great so um, we're suffering for the viewers <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly um so what temperature is it there today what, what's the heat there? uh I feel like it's about maybe 25 26 so it's not that hot, okay. it's just very humid. It's very humid, yeah. Right. Sweating. Yeah. yeah. It's like a pole dancer's worst nightmare, isn't it? Shit. And I'm the person, I can't handle airco very well. I get sick super fast for some reason from air conditioning. So I can't really turn it on when I train. Yeah. So, so yeah. Every When I teach my classes, I'm like... I know we have to put on the air conditioning, but I'm going to just wait until after the, you know, uh, after like it's the last, very last moment that I can put it on. And everybody's like, yes, now it's the moment. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Let's put it on, you know. Yeah. Do you think though, yeah. this is a totally not a subject I want to talk about, but I just, I find this a really funny subject because as a student, of course, you're always going to want it on quicker than the teacher because as teachers, we don't get hot super quickly because yeah. we're teaching them stuff that True. we can do already, True. right? So I think that is legitimately True. a bit of a problem because it's like, I understand the students yeah. are getting really hot, but also it's really important for the instructors to be warm too because obviously if we go cold and we're demoing moves, yeah. I mean, do you get that a lot? Like, do you find it really hard to keep uh, yourself Yeah, warm? so, like, with my own, like, I do usually, like, a 30-minute warm-up. I'm fine. But especially when I teach beginner classes, I'm like, oh, I'm cooling down, you know, a lot. Uh, so it is, I have to, like... You know, move my shoulders a little bit before getting into, you know, the pole again. So it's always like, because I want to be there for my students. And I always ask before starting the class, hey, when you want the airco on, let me know who wants the airco on right now. So that's like a security for me to be like, okay, everybody's good. But of course, even with students, somebody sweats really hard. Somebody is not sweating at all. So right. it's always this struggle with the weather. And I know in the UK, the um, there's like not very much central heating systems in a lot of buildings. So 
that's even just worse like the people close to the heating cannon you know the heat cannon i don't know how it's yeah, called yeah. they're like so hot and the people on the other side of the room they're just Freaking like cold. freezing it's, so. it's actually a big problem we have here in the uk because pretty much every studio except for mine actually and a, and a couple others there's uh, deb riley has a really nice warm studio as well but most of them are in units mm. so they're in like business units so and these units are designed for industrial yep businesses not fitness exactly so they're just freezing exactly. cold um but sorry we totally got um mm -hmm. taken off on a tangent now i wanted to start just quickly for you to give like yeah, a but... little intro onto like hey i'm yvonne this is what i do um just like an intro on yourself so let's go give it to uh, us i always feel super awkward talking about myself <laughs> but hey i'm yvonne i'm living in paris um i am a pole dancer i'm a movement artist, an aerial artist. Um, I started my career with a climbing background. And now uh, as for it's 12 years, I think I started around 2000, beginning of 2011. So I'm kind of like getting into the dinosaur mm -hmm. phase at the moment. Um, so as right. I've transitioned from competing a lot, teaching a lot, um, judging a lot. Now I'm transitioning into performing a lot. So yeah, that's kind of like what I'm doing at the moment. If that was and originally, originally from the Netherlands. Right? Yes. Oh my God, my nationality. Yeah, I'm Dutch. Yes, I'm Dutch, but I live in Paris. Yeah. 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 yeah it was only because you mentioned the Paris thing. So, yeah. um, how long did you live in the Netherlands for? So your whole life until you moved to Paris. Yeah. Basically, I lived my whole life in the Netherlands, and then I had had two years before I moved to Paris, where I kind of. I had my life in a suitcase and I just like, I literally packed my suitcase and like, I was always away. I was always away, never home. So, uh, it, yeah, two years I was just kind of like gypsying around the world. And then I ended up in Paris and super grateful for that. So what yeah. made you choose Paris as the, the location that you wanted to settle down in for a little while? Uh, actually like, I don't know how you say this accident and uh, it's not mm -hmm. how by accident yeah it wasn't on purpose it wasn't like by accident like fate came together in a way because long story short uh, i got an offer from body and paul to be a permanent teacher there and i accepted it so if you know that's a the United States, mm -hmm. uh, but it turned out that getting a work visa is practically impossible. Um, so as we tried on and I like, I was confident I was going to live in New York. I even packed my suitcase for New York. I was like, I'm going, I got my ticket. And then I got the call like, okay, like the visa didn't come true. I was like, what? I was in tears. Wow. And at that moment I was training in Paris for this competition. And I like, I was on the phone in tears and like, oh my God. And then the studio assistant stood next to me from the studio in Paris. She was like, are you okay? And I said, no, my visa just got denied and I was going to live in New York. I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, we're looking for a teacher. And I was like, oh, I'm looking for a home. And that's how I went. <laughs> that's how I went. 
so really like also, so random did you, did you um, not, um and correct me if i'm wrong here so because you got really into when you started yeah. pole you did climbing pole dancing and then you really got into like different forms of dance movement yeah. and body movement and paris has a really good scene oh my god it's like right? the best scene and this is also why i'm so inspired here because there's so many different movement artists different styles of dance but also different events you know you can have very lot a lot of talented dancers in one place but if they don't jam or mm. if they don't you know come together then it's just very individual whereas in paris there's like this big place it's called saint quatre everybody trains there you see my videos sometimes in my stories i go there mm. for training i was there like last week i think just to sweep around the floor connect with people <laughs> talk with people about art that's like the, the most precious thing to me yeah yeah it looks like a really cool place so how far yeah. is that from where you are it's like i go there by foot it's maybe 30 minutes by foot yeah so it's okay. quite a close yeah it's kind of central close have you always been such an active person because you don't stop moving yeah i've been <laughs> when i was a kid i've been always into kind of very not masculine is not the word but very active like force strength, uh, things strength yeah strength mm -hmm. force like i was a lot a long time in competitive judo so i competed in that like quite a lot my dad was so proud of me he has like so many pictures with Aww. me fighting with girls like twice my height <laughs> <laughs> and i won you know and i won so i was quite i was quite like into it then i got into rugby i did rugby for a while um but rugby it's not made for my body because i'm so short right. you know and i'm not a sprinter i'm very like buff but i'm not a sprinter so as soon as i got the ball it was kind of over because everybody's gonna tackle me <laughs> yeah yeah sure and it was like this team mixed guys and girls team mixed so um like the guys just like kind of walked over me and you know you have this thing in your mouth where it doesn't really help oh, so no. my mom stood there next to the side like oh my child <laughs> getting tackled and everything but it like i still really like to see this part and then i got into climbing so it's like uh, and next to that i was always active into hiking into being outdoors i did a kind of outdoor study as my okay, university okay. study so yeah and that the also climbing, yeah how long did so you, that, the climbing you would say was like your main thing before you started pole would you yeah. say like that that gave you like a really good advantage with starting pole or was any disadvantages yes. it gave you like did you have like lack of flexibility or anything when you started because of it or yeah i want to say that like my engagement and my connection was really good in my body so of course everything in the in the wall when you climb up is in the front most of the things that you do with the pole are also in the front so I was very good as soon as I could see my hands and engage my body, my body knew exactly what to do. And the things I couldn't do, for example, I remember I went to the UK for a workshop of Carol Helms, and this was, I think, beginning 2011. I couldn't climb the pole, you know, I had no climbing technique at all like I couldn't climb at all, but I just did it by, you know, Pulling these up. people that climb by their arms because that's. <laughs> 
that's how I climbed on the wall, you know. And Carol can confirm this. And she taught me my super, my first Superman. I learned from Carol Helms oh. in her workshop. I and <laughs> and I went to her heels workshop, but I didn't have, you know, the platform heels. So I went there with these terrible, like tiny boots. That, yeah, I mean, can you most imagine? people like have to at first, right? Because they don't know. Which is so funny because I couldn't do that because obviously my shoe size, I just can't get shoes like that. So my first experience of heels was in pleasers thank god but yeah um and don't you think it's really sad i don't know how you feel about this don't you think it's really sad that many people listening to this probably don't even know who carol helms is like because she's like the og one of the ogs one of the oh oh she's like my inspiration like when i started paul she had this youtube video on porter's head song it, it was like i still have goosebumps when i think about it she did like this flag transition like she just like the whole thing was done on spinning pole but just like this was the time when you would still watch videos that were like five minutes long on youtube and you would just go like oh my god it's my favorite video and you go over and over again and then try to analyze what is happening and then try it at home you know and she was just my inspiration because she did so many like she mm. was you know like this energy that she gave and i just don't know her personality and still like she taught me the rock star spin yeah. in a workshop like it's one of her uh -huh. 60 signatures where she puts the ankle behind the pole and then she pushes her yeah it's still like I still need to do my students right. and I say like this is the Carol Helm movement they don't know Carol Helms you know but I say like this is what I learned from her 12 years ago you know <laughs> and That's I crazy. still think I think she taught me that move as well isn't that so funny <laughs> yeah however we might have even been at the same workshop that would be hilarious because I did Carol Helms what studio was it at, out of interest um I think no, this was in Ireland. This I went to Ireland okay. actually. Sorry, so this was, was in Ireland. Stacey's studio. You would have been with me because I would have been there too. Yeah, probably. But, um, yeah, probably. But I was so happy. I was like, oh my god, an American is like in Europe, like in Europe, like it's the same continent. <laughs> I have to go. Right. You know, I can't can't stay home. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's changed so much since then the industry. But it's been it's been a bit of a wild ride. It's fun yeah. to see. I think. Um, in some ways, it's, it's fun. In some ways, depressing in others. <laughs> yeah. So the the style of dance that you do, would you describe it as like I don't know, like capoeira or what? What is it called? I don't mean like I just call it freestyle. But um, freestyle. so so yeah, that's what I just call it or freestyle movements. Um, I don't really have a name for it also because it's still for me hard to consider myself a dancer because I don't have a foundation in any back dance background. So if you to ask me to dance contemporary, I can't do a pirouette. If you uh -huh. ask me to do hip hop, I don't have this bounce, but I have movement in my body and I have like this natural language that I use to express myself with. So I still like to, like, I love to take workshops and I love to go to dance battles like for example next week i'm going to berlin and probably i'm going to to a dance battle to battle against other dancers without my pole just on the floor expressing what what my body feels like doing taking workshops mm -hmm. etc and this is all freestyle so yeah. there's no routine you don't there's no freestyle for, for a lot of dance battles that i do actually now they have like um a live music so they invite instruments people playing instruments so that is so like just That's the so fact cool. 
Yes, and I recently did a battle where um, I was against a Ukrainian hip-hop dancer, but me, I was with my pole, and you got paired with the musician, and I got paired with the drums, and you know, pole dance, it's so slow for me, like, I don't move so fast, and the drum, I was like, thinking in my mind, I hope he doesn't go fast, I don't hope he goes, <laughs> he went quite fast, and I was like, Stay calm, stay calm, I think you do move quite uh -huh. fast in some ways. Yeah, sometimes you move slow, and then sometimes I see you doing these like handstand yeah. passes, and I'm like, oh, yeah. hold on, I have to like record the screen yeah. and slow it down so I actually can't. You've like changed your hands and you're upside down, and then you've moved. I'm like, oh my god, so many things happen at once. I have to just watch it back and just analyze what you've done. It's crazy, and and that's just kind of like. Isn't that just nuts how you've created this completely separate style like of, of pole dance? I don't really know any other pole dancers that, mm. you know, move like you. So who do you get inspired by? Like, because I don't know anyone who dances like you. So who, who do you watch and think, I'm going to try and... Well, I know you're yeah. not replicating anyone. So this is the thing. I feel like I've always said, I feel like there's yeah. different types of pole dance. You've got people like me who have had success from copying yeah. others and creating and combos so with dope. those bits. Yeah. And then you've got and then you've got pole dancers mm. like you, like Marlo, who create mm. new stuff. Do mm. you know what I mean? Um, who do you, do you take any inspiration from yeah, any people? Definitely. Or do you mainly just try to go to the pole and be like, right, I'm not going to watch anything. Mm. I'm just going to move and see what happens like what's what's your practice when it comes mm, to that sort of thing like my main inspiration like for movement things i would say is that i watch a lot of like i take dance workshops and for example one mm -hmm. of my inspirations for movement his name is called link it's a b-boy from paris actually lives in paris but one of his things that he oh my god hold on wait his name's what? What's link, his Instagram? Name? Like uh, Link Le Nail, but I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it to you, and he's incredible. So one of the things that he does is like he really expands when him. when he moves. He's really expanding and really big and expressive into his movement, and like watching him, for example, always reminds me of expanding movement so for example i can take something very broad like okay today i want to expand my movement mm -hmm. and i never go to somebody's video and ex actually copy what they do but i'm just inspired by this expansion idea so okay what can i expand my chest my head my arms i don't know what um or maybe i'm inspired by some kind of rhythm like my body has this natural flow to it right everybody has this natural like if you do a combo or if you are freestyling whatever you have this like natural movement tempo in a way so i'm always like how can right. i mess with this <laughs> how can i mess with my tempo so maybe i go slow fast so so fast you know and already messing with the tempo i find it really interesting in how it can even in the air even if you give your aerial combo just a different tempo like giving different body parts a different tempo in how it can connect into the next one you know it is super interesting does, and does like do, endless inspiration um, battles? Yeah. because the only reason i ask because he looks like someone 
that yes. I saw a battle video. So I got kind of lost in a hole, actually. So what happened was there was yes. this video of this guy a long yes. while ago, and it went viral. And he was like doing a very similar style of dance to what you do, freestyle. Everyone's like in a crowd around watching. He did like a little trick on the floor, and everyone's like, wow. Like, it's like really, really cool. And then right at the end, he's literally just sort of like yeah. crouched down. He grabs onto his foot, and he like back flips over and drops into a split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Jay. So yeah. um, you know that guy. So he is from Spain. He's uh, from it. I think south of Spain. Mm -hmm. But actually, you remember I talked about the drum, the drum uh, yeah. battle that he did. He was my judge. Yes. Wow. And when he, the video of where he grabbed his food, I was in the audience watching because that's a battle in Paris, and I was watching in the audience. I was going fucking nuts. I stood up. I was like, what the fuck? It was, um, and it's the way as well. It's really funny the way he does this trick. He drops yes. into a split and everyone goes mad and he looks around and he goes, yes. what? <laughs> yes. Yes. He comes around and he just goes like, but this, this is just like a very short part of his like five minute improvisation yeah. or whatever it was. So that's completely improvised. And this battle is particularly interesting because you get the music from your opponent. So everybody brings their uh, two persons, bring two musics, and then you get the music from your opponent. So you don't know what the other person That's will bring. Really so it's cool. super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that idea of bringing yeah. music for other people. Yeah. Like That's a really clever idea. And I think... Um, Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. go on. No, no, go on. You, yeah. you said what you were going to say. I, I think, like, I saw with Paul Art UK, if I'm not mistaken, they added, like, a freestyle category with some rules to it. And I think yeah. that's so, I think that's so excellent. I think it's Lorna, if I'm not mistaken, who's organizing it. Lorna. So I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's so amazing and so interesting that now they get, like, different approaches to what can be seen as pole art versus always kind of like the same template. Okay, we have five minutes. We have, you need to flow. You need to go on the floor. You need to use the full pole height. You need to use spinning and static pole. You need to use flexibility. You need to use strength. You, you know, you, like, you need to have a storyline and it needs to be clear. So then if you have all these things, of course, all the pole arts is going to yeah, look the same, you know? Because so, everyone wants to get that and point. That's not, this is the thing, like, everyone wants to get their point. So if there's a flexibility point, of course they're all going to be doing a split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like if you want, if you would like more variety, and personally, I would, you know, um, maybe invite live musicians. I don't know. Maybe, you know, there's so I love that idea. You know, that would be so cool to be imagine. like just like a battle, but it's all to live music. That would be, and also, it, it's really good to support, yeah. I think, local people yeah. who do live music who aren't very well mm -hmm. known. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So that's always what they do with like the battles that I went to that have live music. They just invited live, like local musicians, you know? That's so and, cool. And yeah. And also, I get, think it gives an opportunity to people that usually wouldn't be able to, you know, go to the stage and do this like whole performance of five minutes that takes like nine months to yeah. prepare. Now you can just, okay, maybe you know beforehand, okay, I'm going to get the drums and you're going to practice with some drum music. Okay, I'm ready, right. you know, and I just show up being myself. And if I have a little slip up, that's totally fine, you know? That's so, such, yeah. Oh, I need to maybe look uh, into that. that. I feel like, just doing it as like a, yeah. 
a kind of like a yeah. cheaper style event where we kind of keep the cost low. Maybe we find like a smaller event start and we just say, yeah. right, we're going to get these five different yeah. bands, musicians, and on the day you're going to be told, like, I don't yeah. know, like a week before you'll be told which, which one of them you're going to get. And you only have a week to sort of get an idea yeah. of what you're going to do and then exactly. they're just going to play their instrument and you just have to move it. And that is so cool. I love so that cool. idea. I sort of, and you know, dancing with live music, I'm not sure if you've ever done it. It's so special and it really makes you connect with what you're actually listening and you're actually connecting with this other person because pole dance is always so individual. I know we have doubles, I know we have group performances, but still it's a lot of individual training sure. versus where you're on the stage with this other person literally sending you vibrations through the air <laughs> you know nuts, like, isn't it? yeah yeah that just sounds so fun yeah. i love that and hey what's up everyone so sorry to interrupt your episode i just wanted to come on really quickly and tell you a little bit about polos.com did you know that we offer international shipping well we've always offered international shipping but now we're offering it a much more reasonable price because shipping from the uk is crazy expensive so we had to do something about it so now you can get all of our awesome designs shipped to your home at a much more reasonable price. So why don't you go and check out polols.com today? Because if you want a t-shirt that's got a picture of some pole dancing cats on, maybe some pole dancing dogs, maybe you want a t-shirt that says heels bigger than your dick on it, there's something for everyone. So go and check out polols.com today. Let's get back to the episode. And one thing I wanted yeah. to ask when we were talking about your movement style was, um, you know, I was saying it was like so unique and, you know, you were talking about like, oh, sometimes I just think like, how can I move my chest in a different way or yeah, move yeah. my head? And is this something that you think can be taught? Because this is something that is a bit of a debate, I feel, within our industry of whether okay. you can teach someone to freestyle. I mean, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think people just practice freestyle less than tricks if that makes sense like sure. a lot of people that do recreational pole they show up to class and the teacher has like a plan okay we're going to do this combo this combo this combo maybe at the end of the class there's five minute freestyle sometimes there's not i don't know like i always let my students freestyle at the end but normally they you know only do the combo that we did in the class i'm just saying right. something so I think the more, um, the more obviously the more practice you have in freestyle, the more confident you're going to feel, and the more the more yourself you're going to feel while you're freestyling. But obviously the first time it's hard. The same as you try any other pole trick, the first time of it's course. so hard, you know. So I think it's a matter of practice, and I think it's a matter of teachers that feel confident in teaching concepts. But I have to say that I think most students don't connect like they they maybe it's not in their how can i say it they not every student is mm -hmm. interested in freestyling but a lot of students are interesting in learning tricks or learning combos so it doesn't necessarily connect with everyone like i tried in paris to teach freestyle classes for a while and it was always one of my least filled classes because people just didn't want to they didn't want to, <laughs> they didn't want to, I can't make you. <laughs> and we did very, very, you know, super basic concept, like working with circles, you know, like very basic things. It's nothing, you know, uh, extremely hard, but in a way, I what would your, huh? what would your advice be? Sorry. What would your advice be though, to someone who, let's say for like you just said, like yeah. 
uh, most people don't know necessarily how to even get started like if what would your kind of like beginner's guides be like, right if you want to be yeah. able to freestyle yeah do this to get yourself started what would your yeah. advice be like would you tell them just to put on a song they like and just to move and if mm. it messes up start again or like what do they mm. do i would always say start from the movement that you are already comfortable with that comes natural to you. So, and this can be a trick. Don't get me wrong. So maybe you have this movement, like a basic seat that you always do. Uh, don't take very hard tricks like handsprings or whatever, mm -hmm. or a favorite combo that you always do and then build from there. Right. So a lot of times people just stare to the ball, like, Oh my God, I don't want to, don't know what to do. And then they say, Oh my God, I can't dance because they have this idea that you have to move in a certain way in order for it to be qualified as dance. So usually they think about yeah. Marlo Fiskin, wavy yeah. stuff, you know, and they're like, Oh my God, I'm not a dancer because I can't do this. Everybody's a dancer, you know, Every, like movement, like the, the definition of dance is so broad that you can see a lot of different mm -hmm. things in that spectrum. So don't get this idea that, okay, I can't do waves, so <laughs> I'm not a dancer. <laughs> um, I always, I always think like start redoing, for example, a compo that you really love on a music that you really love and either connect with the music. So what I personally found is that I talked to about this before, but if you, the, the closest thing that, how can I say it? The, the easiest way to transform a combo into dance for me personally is to mess with the tempo of the movement. So you can slow it down. You can some parts going a little bit faster. You can reverse it. You can have like this little staccato movements, right? So if you mess with the tempo, it already starts to feel like some kind of story. And then you can add in this combo when you're in the air, when you're in the movement, you can add a little concept. So maybe mm -hmm. the concept yeah, is yeah. always like looking over your shoulder. I'm just saying something, right? So, so that is super interesting because you're doing your own movement and suddenly you're looking and then you're like, oh my God, now I'm falling to the side. Oh, I have to grab my arm. Oh, wait, I'm in this thing. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then, you, oh, yes, I have to look to the side. Choo. Or, for example, I'm going to show you. Where's my pole? Damn it. Where's my pole? You see? My pole, my pole is gone. Sorry. <laughs> but. <laughs> that is so funny. Like, oh, let me just show you on my pole. And you're like, oh, wait, my pole isn't even there. <laughs> And then we have like this, um, I have this thing that I do with my students where the hands are always in contact with either the pole, the floor or the body. So it becomes this like interesting way on how can you move when your arm can't be in the air, but it can always touch in some way, maybe the fingers or the back of the hands or the full hand in some kind of intensity. How can you move going through the different spaces, right? So usually, because people are yeah. also afraid of the air, they're like, oh my God, my hands are not in a pole. I can't dance. I don't know what to do, you know? So I feel like always mm -hmm. touching something like your own skin or the floor or the pole gives you that confidence that you usually would have with the pole. That's just my own like view on it, if that answered your question. 
No, it 100% does. Cool. I feel like for me, and I'd love to know what your advice on this is, I feel yeah. like for me, when I'm freestyling, do you recommend people to not stop? And when I say that, it's because sometimes what happens is I'm like, okay, let's, where's my body go here? And I move and then maybe yeah. I'll, I'll flop out of it a bit and maybe it didn't look, and it maybe doesn't land me somewhere that I wanted to be. So I kind of be yeah. like, oh God, I really messed that up. And then I kind of have to stop yeah. a second and then I have to start again. Do you, what do you recommend people to do? Like if, if stuff like that happens, do you recommend them just to like get yourself back up, start again with a different movement, mm. try something different? Like what's, what's your advice? Yeah, I think like depending on what the goal is of your freestyle, um, because I think people are always so focused that a freestyle should look like something like they expect it to look like a performance where everything like you can't make a m mistake or whatever. Like I make lots of mistakes or like I grab next to the pole or like I accidentally slide down and that happens, you know, and that's totally normal. Uh, for me, like freestyle, it's kind of like movement meditation. And this is what I, this is why I always was attracted to climbing. For me, climbing is the same. Like it's a movement meditation. You just think about nothing and go up. And for me, dance and freestyle or without my pole, but also with the pole, it's kind of like the same thing. It's just this enjoyment of moving. And 99% of the time when I freestyle, I don't research for anything specific. It's just because I love dancing. So for me, it doesn't matter if I mess up, if you mess up and you still feel the song. Okay, I continue. If you don't feel the song anymore and you start to be like, okay, no, actually, actually, I'm tired right now. Okay, I stop. Like if there's no direct goal in needing to dance for five minutes or a full song, like it just like pull should be for enjoyment like for your own enjoyment right maybe it's the tra same as training your the same combo 10 times 12 times repeat it for instagram whatever and the 13th time you fall and you think oh should i do it again and maybe you're tired you say no i, I don't do it again does that well, answer your question it's, yeah. it's really funny that you said about you know polars for enjoyment i don't know yeah. it's something i want to make a post about actually because i've got some thoughts yeah. on it and and it makes yeah. me really sad to read it, but I actually read another one today where um, I'm in a couple of the big poll groups on Facebook because I like, you know, just to see what's really going on. I'm a bit nosy. And oh, I'm like in the why you think you are oh, a polar. You no, think you're a polar. You know you're a polar. I'm this one. Yeah, yeah, I love this so one. Yeah. Some people yeah. post in yeah. there and they're like, oh, I'm going to this class and I think I'm going to give up because I'm just like the worst in the class and I never get anything and, you know, everyone's mm -hmm. progressing better than me. I think I should just quit. And, and, and they're like, I think I'm the worst huh. in the class. And I commented on one of them. I was like, well, mm -hmm. maybe you are the worst in the class, but who cares? What you're not doing it to be the best. Yeah. Like, what are you doing it for? But do you feel no. like that mentality has yeah. changed like over the years? Because I don't know about you, but when like the Carol Helms years that we were talking about back mm. in our <laughs> back in our day, but, yeah. you know, back in those times, I felt like you know we definitely didn't record everything that we did. I mean, I know I didn't. That's why I don't really have many pictures or videos of what no. I did back when I started because. We did. That wasn't really a thing. Oh my God. Whereas yeah. now, I feel like we've yeah. got to this point where everyone has to have a record of something they did in class. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it can stop. We are not as much as in the moment anymore, right? Sure. But this is 
same as society in general has changed since Carol Helms. Because now, even when you're at the concert, you everybody taking their phone. When you're at, you know, a high mountain peak, everybody taking their phone, taking a picture. So we're just more on our phone in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like, I, like you said, or I think you kind of said this, but I think polls should be for your own enjoyment. If you don't enjoy it, don't come to class, you know, and it's normal not to progress. You know, it's normal not to progress. If I take, um, you know, Heidi Coker's class, I can't do shit. You know, if I take Carol Helms class, I can't do shit. If I take anybody's class, I can't do shit because it's not my own stuff. I took my own Krams class. Maybe I could do a chair spin. That's it. Have you seen my back flexibility? That's my back flexibility, you know, that's like, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. So as soon as I go out of my comfort zone, I feel, and I love to feel because that's how you try new stuff. And I get it that if you're the least progressing of your group, it can be frustrating, but unless you are on a competitive level and you want to compete and you have this like very specific goal, I have to get it. I have to get it. Then you should take a personal trainer on the side, you pay a pool teacher, they get you the combos so quickly. But if you're in a group class and you're just doing it for fun, enjoy the class. You know, you're with your pool sisters, your pool brothers, your pool persons, whatever pool unicorns are in the class, you know, like enjoy, you know, mm. that's that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just, it has changed so much. I do get it. I mean, because I'm the same. Like, when I'm in a class and I don't get anything. Do you know what's so funny, right? Um, you won't remember this, but I always tell people about it. When they say, oh, I've got a workshop cut with Yvonne, I'm like, listen, you're going to love it, but it's going to be the most humbling experience you've ever had because... I tell, I always tell them about that move that you taught us where we just go into a simple climb, just a climb position, and then you do the yeah. same your arms and it makes you spin. And I, I tell people about it all the time. I'm like, she makes it look so easy. And then when you try to do it, you're like, I can't fucking move. Why? How is she doing that? Like, and um. Yeah, I mean, I love your class, by the way. Um, but I always tell people, I'm like, it was such a humble experience because when someone can take a movement as simple as a yeah. climb and make it so difficult, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Like, so impressive. Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, little things like that. Where do you even think of So what made you, like, think, huh, this climb, I want to make it spin. How can I do that? Mm. Like, what made you think of mm. stuff like that? Did, were you just one day like in a climb and thought, I want to spin this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that particular move uh, was actually from my, I did a variation of this in my performance of in 2016 in the world theater mm. something so i actually made it for this performance because this performance was based on a newton's cradle yeah. you know these balls mm-hmm. that go like this and i uh, was looking at ways on how to connect uh, i don't know like you know the balls are going yeah. kind of like this and i was looking on ways on how to connect it but in the air and then i was like we were talking about looking over the shoulder earlier. I was doing something like this. So I was like, okay, so I have this position. How can I make it twist? And I did twist and I was like, oh, that's possible from a climb. Great. <laughs> and then I made it 
for people in the workshop. I made it more wavier and more fluid. And I don't know what exactly remember exactly what we did it, but um, yeah. And so that movement I particularly made for yeah, that. I love that. Yeah. But again, like I just I just find yeah. that really impressive. So I love things like that. And one <laughs> thing about your style that was one of the things I wanted to talk about was you use a lot of flexed yeah. feet, and as a result of that, you get a lot of funny yeah. comments on your Instagram, don't you? So I want to, I want to ask yeah, how you feel Facebook about that. How do you feel when people comment saying, point your toes and you're like, I'm, I don't want to point my toes. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Yeah. It used to annoy me, but you know, it says more about the person than, you know, me, you know, how they see movement and dance in general. And mm. of course we are always taught in pool dance studios to, to point our toes. So I get it. Like they're just repeating what their teacher says and mm -hmm. like, I get it, but it like it doesn't affect me anymore because I know why I don't point my toes. And I also think it's good somebody in the pole dance community is a little bit like, fuck these standards. And, you know, there's so many ways on how to move, but we choose to, you know, project, you know, the ballet standards, mm -hmm. the ballet the Western style of dance, but there's so many African dance styles, you know, American dance styles, uh, Maori dance styles. I don't know. You can fuse everything with the pole that you feel as long as it's respectful to the culture that you're fusing it with. But still, you know, it's super, um, I think it's one-sided only to think about, mm -hmm. you know, point your toes, unless I wasn't engaging or I was in a very incorrect technique you know i can understand the comment yeah, but i um, rarely am yeah. i have to be honest i am one of those people that i'm not a fan of flexed feet on most people but do you know what it is yeah. i just feel like there's only certain people that yeah. can pull it off you're one of them like do you know i, I know that sounds really bad <laughs> but you know like i watch you and i think i look at yeah. it and it doesn't look like just a random flexed foot to me it looks very intentional oh, yeah. I think that's the difference for me. Yeah, it's the yeah, difference yeah. between intentional flexes. Yeah. Uh, do you ever remember a performance yeah. from Michelle Sanders yeah. where she did, I think it was like a leopard routine, and she got her toes. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And her toes are all moved yeah. separately. And I was like, wow, now that is an intentional flex. Like, oh. That's like. The prime flex, the prime flex, that's like my favorite, you know, that's like the inspiration. It was also the first time I saw somebody like intentionally flex, but right. also like on such an epic move, you know, yeah. it was like she was some kind of seat and then she was like, yeah. the toe said like, but it was like, it like she was playing piano <laughs> with her fucking toes. Her toes were all moving like, they were like, ooh, I was like, oh, I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like legendary legendary toes like this performance still like amazing like legendary performance watched so many UPSF, times like yeah. 2012 upsdf upsfd yeah yeah this this competition like legendary oh yeah. yeah hey what's up everyone sorry to interrupt your podcast i just wanted to come on and tell you really quickly about one of our sponsors for this podcast which is superfly honey so tell me do you want to be superfly honey 
Well, honey, of course you do. <laughs> well, if you want to be super fly, you need to make sure you get yourself some super fly honey grip leggings. Now, super fly honey specialize in these grip leggings that you may have seen all over Instagram at the moment. Everybody's wearing them. And these are great for anyone who like to just keep themselves a little bit more covered up. Maybe you're polling in a cold country and you need some extra grip because your skin just isn't giving you the grip you need. Well, Superfly Honey have got you covered with their grip leggings. Now, they told me to give an honest review and I did have a pair sent to me and I can tell you the only thing that was sad about them was that the pair they sent me didn't fit me. They were too small and they were too short because I needed their tall range. So if you're like me and you're a tall bitch too, guess what? They've got their own tall range. They obviously just didn't realize that I was a six foot glamazon. So they sent me their tall range and now I have one of their tall pairs of leggings and they fit so snug. There's no movement on them. I didn't feel like they were going to cause any friction. They were super tight to the legs, so they felt really comfortable. And for any of you out there who like to stay covered up, these are amazing for you and definitely an option to try out. So go and check out Superfly Honey. Do you get any other like trolls or anything pestering you about anything else online or is it just always the point your toes yeah. stupid comments? No, it's more about also a lot about when I wear, you know, stuff with my ass out or uh, heels, like, because people are very, people are very used to see me in these like baggy clothes. And also like, yes, that is a lot of my personality. I wear a lot of baggy clothes. Like I live in my pajama. I judge competitions in my pajama. I don't care. But also like, I love to express this like raw feminine side of me. And I love to dance with the thong and my, my butt cheeks out. Like, I love that side of me too. And when I post about it, like I, in the past, I received like comments about you're ashamed to your country. Are you working in porn now? Wow. Really? Um, you're, you're a bad example for young women. You are a bad example for young women. Can you, can you imagine? So, uh, and these come from pole dance mm -hmm. studio owners. This comes from people that, you know, I considered friends. So in that way, it, it hurts and still like, I get negative comments like two weeks ago, I think I posted something with, with heels on and also just dancer friends that commented like negatively. It's always women. It's never men. It's, it's always women that for some reason they, I think they're so afraid of how, you know, society or like men see women that they start to project like, okay, all women needs to be dressed and you can't have your ass cheeks out because you're always in this you know, tough chick person or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I just, yeah, that that still bothers me a little bit. But, you know, I am who I am. It's and if you sad. don't like seeing my butt, then follow me. Yeah. Yeah, it's more sad to hear that. So you said studio yeah, yeah, owners. Yeah, studio owners. Yeah. Wow. Like, literally, like, literally telling me you can't dance in your song. I was like, oh, I should ask you permission on how big my panties should be. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What? I mean, the only reason I would tell you not to is just because Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram I mean, gets you blocked. Instagram are just yeah. Gonna, yeah, they're gonna get you yeah. for that. They're gonna be like, right, bitch, you're yeah. too sexy. Yeah, now. <laughs> but also, do you ever get flagged up for any of your art style content? Does that ever get flagged up? Yeah, I guess. 
Yeah, I get flagged because I do like nude photo shoots that gets flagged. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And, and even though they're kind of artistic, but still gets flagged. Uh, like right now, I have some weird bug, and I hope I can keep my Instagram. But for now, I like I receive mail uh, messages from my Instagram, so I know it's truthful there. I have these um, uh, unrightful amount of likes, and it's true that I have more likes and more views on stories as normal so and that they can suspend or completely delete my account if it continues like this so that's why i haven't been posting at all because i don't want to get suspended but i still have to find out how maybe somebody are you sorry are you a hundred percent sure that that's definitely genuine yeah because it's instagram itself that puts up the message like it's instagram you know, oh. so it, it's not a, it wasn't an email no it wasn't an email. no okay. so so yeah i have been trying did you, did you report it as a problem or anything yeah because you might be able to report it yeah i have like i have changed my passport two times i have put up this two-step auto identification uh -huh, yeah i have changed like i tried to i've now separated my facebook and my instagram so that so now i hope that helps but let's see mm, yeah, let's yeah see. If, if i was you if you're worried give it a break for a little bit just give it a break yeah and then come back yeah to that's it. what i'm thinking yeah for sure yeah that's what i'm thinking it's just so yeah. weird isn't it I mean, you've got to, I also do appreciate that Instagram, we use it for free. And obviously, like, we use it for free and there's so many people on it. Like, it must be so impossible for them to manage all of the users that are on it. But still, it's freaking annoying. Yeah, isn't true. It? It's super annoying. It's yeah. super annoying. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about was your activism yeah. that you do on social media. You are... Like, I mean, I yeah. call it that, but I don't know that I would, I wouldn't describe you obviously as an activist. I don't, I'm not trying to say that, oh, all you do is activism yeah. at, at all. But, you know, you do like to speak your mind when it comes to issues of, yeah. you know, uh, racism, women's rights, homophobia, transphobia. Where, yeah. um, where did this come from? Because I, I don't, you weren't like that when I first met you, but is there something that triggered it or is it because you're, yeah. you've grown your platform now and you want to use it for good or what's what's the reason yeah i think it's maybe has to do with just like a right moral compass but also indeed like this idea that okay i have a certain amount of followers and i can reach a certain amount of people and i can actually do something good in the world outside of the thing that i'm good in it's which is pole dance and i think there's just some certain issues like homophobia transphobia that's just like more important than pole dance like it's just like people are literally dying like two weeks ago there mm. was a guy dancing vogue in the united states in front of a gas station he got killed he, like it literally kills oh, no. people so when i see like this famous pole dancer speaking up about how she feels like this very transphobic and homophobic comments like we all know who it is like i'm not afraid to write publicly listen this is not okay <laughs> you know you can't do this like people are mm. literally dying and you have no reason in this time and age not to educate yourself everybody has google everybody has internet you know it is easy so yeah i well it's funny because um you know me and jacob yeah. did a podcast about the anastasia uh, so for anyone yeah. listening we're talking about anastasia Sokolova, but um you know we did a podcast about it talking about it and i had you know people will probably assume that 
I was obviously just anti Anastasia because she, what she said. And obviously I, I don't like what she said. The only reason that I have more of a problem with it, see, I've got this really odd view where I'm just like, listen, feel the way you want to feel. Yeah. If you're homophobic, it's actually no problem with me. I know it sounds really weird. That's like, weird, but be okay. homophobic, be homophobic, but keep it to your fucking self. No oh, one yeah, gives yeah, a yeah. shit how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> no one yeah. cares if you don't like gay people. Like, who gives a yeah. fuck? But no one gives a shit about your opinion. So it's yeah. that whole thing of like, You've got to be like, you know, it's like if I didn't like trans people, why would I go yeah. online and speak about that? Because yeah. it's not going to help yeah. anybody. I don't hate trans no. people, FYI. Um, <laughs> but you know, when you're just like, it just makes me think like, what, yeah. what value did she think she was going to provide? And I think nowadays, whenever I think about what I'm going to post, I just think, is this going to provide any value? Because I don't think I ever used to do mm. that. I think I used to just post whatever I wanted to post. <laughs> and it got me in a lot of trouble over the years. But, you know, I think um, oh my God. you can have an opinion. It's okay. And you, know, you can't help yeah. how you were brought up. And the, the truth of the matter is, it was 100% to do with her upbringing. You've got to remember where she was brought up. Like, it's not a very gay-friendly country, is it? You know, it's very much like the man it's is the man her... and the woman is the woman yeah, but it's, type of It's country. never an excuse, you know. It's never an excuse. For and sure. if the whole internet, 99.99% of your followers and your fellow community people tells you, like, listen, this is not okay, and you still stand by your standpoint and you're speaking hate to a certain amount of people, you know, a group of people, yeah, that, yeah, that is a problem. So, yeah, I... Well, I think the issue that we have is that obviously she's got a large following. So, you know, there was a large chunk of people telling her that actually they support what she was saying. But, you know, it's like that I could literally go online and, you know, like using the trans thing as an example, uh, I could be like, I hate all trans people. And 90% mm. of people would be like, oh, you're, you uh, are wrong because of this, this, this. But you bet you, I'd get at least 10, 10 messages saying, mm. I hate trans people too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we've got, we're, this world is full of bigots still, you know, we've still mm -hmm. got a lot of people who haven't educated themselves. And it's that yeah. whole thing for me where I just feel like, it's not that you hate trans people. They don't hate trans people. They don't understand it. And why would you comment on something you don't understand? I don't talk about computer science. Yeah. Do you know why? Because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't. Why would I speak on it? Why would I give my opinion on computer yeah. science when I don't know anything about yeah. it? So yeah. I just feel like yeah. it's okay. You don't understand it. So just don't, yeah. don't speak on it. But, you know, these are humans. These yeah. are people. Like, I agree. I just think... They're, they're not trying to hurt I just you. think with this amount of following, you have this some kind of this moral responsibility in when you post... Mm -hmm. Things that are outside of your field of knowledge and outside of your field of expertise with Poldens. Like yeah. anything I speak, I'm also like, I speak a lot of about on racism also as well, because even in the Poldens community, the majority of people traveling around the world with teaching workshops is white. Still majority of judging panels are white people, you know? So it is super important for me as a white pole dancer to speak up about these things. So even though I'm white and I'm speaking on racism, which like is a weird thing in itself, I'm trying to educate as much as I can to myself and then share it on my platform, you know? So I think there's always like this balance of like using your platform for good, but also staying to your 
um, field of expertise. And I know that a lot of people use, like a lot of fellow pole dancers use only their platform to promote themselves, to promote their business. And I get it, but also like sometimes different things in the world seem more important, like the right to have an abortion in the United States. Like I'm still like flabbergasted how it came to me. Like I was so angry. Like I, like I'm a woman, like we have bodily autonomy, you know, like it's these things like I can't help to speak up about. And like I have a right following. I have a right. I mm -hmm. have, I need to educate myself on it when I speak on it, but I still like, I will speak on it and I'm not afraid because like also thanks to the Poland's community, I got this following, but it's also good to give something back if that makes sense. Do you ever get people say to you, cause I, so one of the reasons why I stopped talking really so much about race is because I got a lot of people saying like, they were calling me, uh, they were saying I was trying to, I was trying to be a white savior. Have yeah. you ever heard that saying before? Yeah. That was an interesting one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, and I was like, oh, okay. I, I got that too, like that I didn't have right, like uh, one of my black friends actually told me, this is like, this is not your fight. And I say, yes, this is my fight. Like I want to fight for you, you know? And they said no. And I said, like, we had this whole discussion. So I feel like even amongst black people, there's different opinions on, should you speak about it? Yes or no. And I feel like I need to speak on it because I feel like in pole dance, the the ratio is so like off the ratio of the amount of white people. And even if you have a full panel of white judges, you know, you're always going to have a different view on art than if you would have different cultures representing because different cultures and different backgrounds see art differently. And I think it's so, you know, important to have that. So like, I think I will always speak up to it unless everybody tells me, yo, stop. <laughs> And of course, I make I make mistakes. Yeah. I make mistakes when I speak. I use wrong words. People call me white savior too. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. And how did it make you feel when they called you that? Because I I felt terrible, and I was yeah. like, oh god, I'm not going to do that again. You know. And I feel terrible saying that I'm not going to do that again because it's sort of like, yeah, I feel like you know I shouldn't be. Like, I shouldn't let the opinion of like few people stop me from doing something but I tell you why because it has such an effect on my mental health mm -hmm. when people start criticizing me because they always tend to go a bit personal they tend yeah. to be like oh like damn Rose and this or whatever and it just really affects me so yeah. I just like I always think to myself right I'm not going to do that again because yeah. what I dealt with from it it wasn't worth it and actually I just it's better just to stay quiet you know but then you could say like it's like when the whole Black Lives Matter thing you know I spoke on it back then and um you know yeah. as a result I did receive some negativity about it of course like you do with anything yeah. you speak up on yeah but of course. it was one of those yeah. things where again I just saw uh, you know I spoke on it because it, yeah. it felt important to me you know I've got my stepmom's yeah. black, my, you know, my sister is, you know, mixed race. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like it's something I really should because I feel like it's a responsibility as someone who's got family members who are black. And then when you get the hate come through, you sort of think, was that worth it? Like, should I have not done what mm -hmm. everyone else did and just maybe just shut up and just not said anything, just sat back? But it just seems so weak to do that. Mm. Do you know, I know that sounds terrible to use the word weak, but like mm. it seems like a really shit thing to do to to just sit back and stay quiet because it's the easy thing mm. to do, the comfortable thing to do. And I've never really done the 
Yeah. Of course. Well, that's I what mean, most, most people most do. Most big name pole dancers, yeah. you know, yeah. if you look at most of the big name pole dancers, most don't speak yeah. out, you know. and no, I only They really don't speak out on anything. And it like anno annoys me a little bit sometimes. I'm like, don't you care? Don't you care about this stuff? Like, don't, don't, don't you care? Like, don't you think it's more important than your new bikini? Sometimes I think I really think like that. Mm -hmm. And some, yeah, but, but also like, I understand, I understand your sentiment, but I think you always have the right when there's specific things in the pole dance community. For example, like you remember this, um, this competition that was in Italy and somebody mm -hmm. painted their yeah. face black. Yeah. So yeah, that's like obvious like li literally like such an obvious form and it would have been like great if like more famous pole dancers would have like written a statement but most of the time people just behind their desk and letting it pass you know and choosing the easy route but yeah I it's think it's one of those things as well with things like that that um people oh i have got to word this right because i don't want it to sound wrong um <laughs> I think a lot of famous pole dancers are afraid of upsetting people and afraid of losing business opportunities. Oh, but let, me, let me tell you now that if anyone's ever heard me speaking on homophobia before and changed their mind on me, let me tell you now, I didn't want to work with mm. them in the fucking first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so many people out there that I can work with. Why would I care about yeah. one studio that didn't like my opinion on homophobia? Like, fuck you. Like, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm not here to force yeah. my opinion on anyone. Um, but I think a lot of them just do it because it's the fear of not being liked. It's the fear of being cancelled. I mean, this this talk yeah. about like being cancelled. There's a real fear, yeah. I think, within our industry now of like, oh, if I say that oh, I'm going to yeah. get cancelled. Yeah. So many people tend to tell me how they really yeah. think face to face rather than yes, you know yes. Like, famous pole dancers too famous pole dancers they come they sit in a room and they talk the most shit about everything and then online it's like oh roses and smiles and then they in real life they talk the shit and i'm like girl that's not that's not that's not what i saw you comments you know so i i'm like you, when you talk to me personally and when you see me online like i'm literally the same person like i have right. never met anybody I will I will speak my mind online and I will speak my mind when I sit in front yeah. of you. You know. I'm so so yeah. I mean is that the same? Yeah. And, and you know, and people don't people don't like that actually. It's funny, you know, over the year I'm definitely yeah. better than I was. Um, you know, I used to just speak my mind on everything. I used to years and years ago I used to just think that, you know, oh, you know, I'm just going to speak my mind because I'm outspoken and, you know, I, as, a, as a teenager and stuff, as a kid, you know, I used to be so quiet. I wouldn't say anything yeah. that I thought. And as, a, as an adult, I feel like I was trying to make up for it. But now I'll speak out on things that yeah. really, really like the homophobia thing. That really meant something to me. And I will, I will call it out if it needs to be called out. I am also, though, open to yeah. supporting people if they've made a mistake and then they apologize for it. If Anas Let me tell you now, actually, if Anastasia was yeah. like, you know what, guys, I'm so sorry. I didn't actually mean to offend anyone. And I realize now that I've got some learning to do. So I'm going to go away and I'm going to learn. I apologize. And I really hope that you can forgive me. I would have been like, do you know what? Good for her. Like I would have still spoiled it, and actually, a lot of people online yeah. would have been like, "No, you're cancelled." But like, whereas I, I don't actually, because I've made mistakes. Yeah, course, we all make mistakes, course, right? Course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's just one of those things. I think the person that you see online from me, 
you know, that the person that speaks their mind and says it's generally the same yeah. person you mean. I know, because I know you, yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit more friendly face-to-face in yeah. the sense that when I can see you and I can get to know you, I feel yeah. like we'll get on better than we would yeah. online. I feel like I'm not good at writing my words. I'm better yeah. at speaking them to you, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel oh, you. I want to just wrap up with one last question. Okay, You're sure. performing and stuff, so... You're getting into performing. You've just recently. Are you still doing it? This this circus show that you were in was it a circus show? Yeah, yeah it was like a circus, uh, like the winter circus in Finland. I was there for four months, and uh, and, and it was like a pole that swung side also, to side. Also, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This like uh, special, like uh, the, this pole is made from a company in the south of France, and um, yeah, it's this amazing pole that has like weight in in the in the center, mm. and so then it swings side to side, but it also swings in circles. And then there in were circles, I know. Yeah, and then in the show there were like different variations. So there was a very very tiny one, a, a higher one, a higher one. I wasn't performing on the highest one, but I was like in the in the middle of them and i had this like trio with two acrobats so it was like really really cool yeah really cool cool. i love that and how are you enjoying that that life the performer life you know it's super nice because it's like first of all it's like a real privilege to be asked to be on shows that are usually not hosting pole dance so for example it was the first time in 30 years that this Finnish circus accepted a pole dance they never did that before you know so it's something I'm always super aware of like also I work with different dance and hip-hop theater companies now and it's always an honor when they ask me to perform with them you know because it's not something natural and it's something kind of like still experimental and the the choreographer is taking a risk not knowing how the audience will react not knowing what the possibilities are so i'm like super lucky to have that yeah why are you not inside Ah, they didn't want me they didn't want me. So I, I auditioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> no, I'm in their database. I'm in their database. Um, I auditioned for the role. You know, this, there was like a call for a pole dancer, I think a year ago for Luzia. And like, this is certain selection. Like I auditioned. Um, I made it to the last round, but, uh, they didn't pick me. So yeah, that's it. Have you, so do you, um, cause I've heard the website to Soleil, you can audition. They may not give you that role, but they'll keep you on their files for future roles. Yeah. Have you ever been um, told that you're going to be kept on their files for other stuff? Or? No, they didn't. They didn't contact me after. But maybe it's also because I'm too too old. Like I'm just I'm 33. You know, I don't feel old, but usually acrobats mm-hmm. are a little bit younger. So. I don't know. Yeah, let's don't forget. Like I mean, Janine Butterfly has just started her contracts again with MJ, isn't she? I mean, like she's That's she's true. older than you are, right? She's older than yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you yeah, know, I think true. um, it's definitely something like I'd love to see. I'd love to. I feel like I feel like out of actually most of the pole dancers that are in Sotsley. No offense to everyone else, but you you kind of suit the style yeah. the most actually. Like very cool movement and stuff oh. but if they called you and offered you the job would you take i think it? yeah because it would be my only chance kind of like i think like now it's like the moment for me to perform 
before, you know, maybe transitioning into something else. So I try to get as much performance jobs done. Um, I'm now working like in the next month in September, I will start working with a choreographer on a one hour solo where there's a mirror on the floor, like a big mirror. And then I can pull construction on top of it. So my movement is like reflected in the mirror and uh, with live music. Um, so it's like going to be kind of. And you'll be so dancing for a full hour. Yes, one hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be yeah, yeah. the pole for an uh, hour. I don't know. Maybe also on this mirror, but yeah, like with the pole for one hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I already made made, made with him like a thirty-five or forty-minute performance with one pole, only one pole. So it is definitely possible. But I also have to say, like, we put light on the top of the pole, and then the shadow of the pole was reflected on the floor, and I was dancing in the shadow. So and that was like movement of the pole and movement on the pole. But yeah, this choreographer is like very experimental, one of my favorite persons. So yeah, and this is so for it's a super show. cool. This is for a show. This is like show. Yeah, yeah. This is show that's gonna tour. Like we're gonna have a premiere in Amsterdam in like November, um, and then it's gonna tour. I don't know actually where. Probably in the Netherlands and somewhere places in Europe. Probably. So, sorry, yeah. forgive me for asking this, and I hope this doesn't come across yeah, as rude. No, but like, so in a whole hour, it will literally just be you. People will be yeah. watching. Just yeah. But will that? Will and a musician, I mean, musician probably on the side. Yeah. Right, because so, in my head, I'm just a bit like an hour. I don't know if yes. I could watch just one performance for an hour. Like, yeah. But also, like, realistically, how the fuck are you going to perform at the best durability for a whole I hour? I know. Yeah, I know. It's so interesting. But this guy, so that's the beauty about theatre, right? So it doesn't necessarily always need to be movement. And you can play, like, for example, the last solo that we made, I was on the top of the pole for 10 minutes. So I'm just in this basic climbing uh, position you know like the crucifix upright crucifix like this mm -hmm. and the whole thing i did for 10 minutes was looking from behind i forget that my policy i was just like looking from behind the pole in different ways to the audience with different images and maybe some hand gestures or whatever for 10 minutes and like my mom and sister loved it <laughs> i don't know if like people people were engaged the whole performance so but imagine like somebody looking at you from the top of something air somewhere in the air for 10 minutes you know like we make stuff like so it's a very kind of experimental e performance scene. Yeah. i was gonna say it sounds very like yeah, experimental yeah. <laughs> i think if you're into art and you're into that artistic experimental yes. style yes. it could be really yes. cool i think for the average person see it they'll be like what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah but you know i really love these kind of arty experimental performances because you never know how it's gonna reach people you know like even my mom was like oh this is so typically you and my sister was like i really like this choreography i'm not sure if they really meant it but they were like <laughs> they were like really proud and i was like doing different characters licking the pole at some moment and my mom was like that's so you i'm like thank you ma oh that <laughs> so, is so cute yeah it's so cute really yeah, yeah right now they are in the beginning they weren't but like right now they are yeah yeah so yeah
That's yeah. amazing. I think everyone though gets that, don't they? Like at the beginning, the the family. My dad is so funny. Me, my dad. I always tell people this. My dad at the beginning, he was just like, "Dan, you're never going to make enough money from pole oh, dance no. to be able to live." Like, do you know what I mean? You're not. It's not going to. You're not going to build a oh, living no. off of pole dance. Yeah. Oh, we laugh now. But, uh, <laughs> do you remember when you said to me, "I can't you know, make a living," and he's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. He he always makes jokes about it. He's like, I still can't believe that you do it full time as a job. He's like, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, and you're so, successful in it, right? Yeah. It's just it's just that whole thing yeah. of like, I think again, like he always tells me, like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like to make to be successful at something like that because it's so niche. Obviously, yeah. it's so hard, isn't it? So I'm proud yeah. of myself too, and so should you. Should be proud you, of yourself. You're you amazing. Be. But um, thank you so much for coming onto my podcast. I've loved talking to you. It's been you such for... a pleasure. Oh my god! It, I feel like I was talking for five minutes with you, and it was like an I hour like, and fifteen, like whatever. Yeah. I literally, as well, I wanted to ask you about. Um, I was one of the things I was going to talk to you about was like yeah. love life. How's your love life and stuff like that? Any progress? Yeah, but I'm so single. It's crazy. Like I've been single for thirteen years. Thirteen years. You, you didn't. So your dream of um, marrying Alexei Pariadnov never happened, no. No. What are you saying? <laughs> oh my god, we can't watch it. <laughs> have you um, have you seen actually? Alexei is doing this. Um, what is it? He's he's doing. What's it called? Oh Where yeah, um, this Japanese ch Shinobi ship ship. I yeah, he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, something like this. Yeah, yeah. Something. Shibari, Shibari. Yeah. He is really. It looks good so at complex, that. Oh God, and so I got a, I got somebody who asked me, "Can do you want to have a shoot with this with me? You'll be naked, you'll be tied up." I was like, I looked at the picture. I was like, "No thanks, <laughs> it's not for me." You know. <laughs> but do you know what? Do you know in my head? Oh I'm my like, God. What if you need to pee? Like what if you have an what if you have an itch? What if you need to itch somewhere? Well, you like you've fart, got a scratch, you know, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was and like as well, like this this guy who was like, Do you want to do it for it just sort of like in my head I'm a bit yeah. like you don't know this guy. Like he's gonna tie what if he just leaves yeah. the room and leaves you there? What if he just ties you up and says, psych bitch, bye, and walks out? You gotta trip somebody, yeah. Yeah, I was actually talking to someone about it the other day and they were saying like Ishibari is like it's all about trust and it's about like that the sensualness of like trusting someone yeah. enough to tie you up and to release you at the yeah. end. Like it's just a, but some of the positions he ties people into, I'm just like, wow, or, that is crazy. How, you know, but also you need to know your knots and you need to know where to tie in the body and not to, you know, restrict uh -huh. the blood flow too much. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, but in, very impressive, very impressive. Super impressive. Anyway, lots of love. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope to speak to you again real soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the Weekly D. really hope you enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on next week's episode. Until next time, bye. That was all the tea that you can get this week. Join me next time right here. It's the Weekly D.